0: Welcome everyone to another episode on Talk to Talk with your girl in need a love to hate. It is Sunday, you guys. December the 16th. It's been a few days since I've been on here. First off, God is good. He continues to bless me. My family is blessed and with another day of love ground. It's always a blessing. And for your ear and your support, you guys coming over and listening to me. She, me, her appreciate it means a lot to me. Yeah, so... And I ask that you continue to come over and support and hit that listen and support. And everything. Um, I also want to take the opportunity again to thank Anchor. Anchor.fm slash start is where I created my podcast. Um, It allowed me to be me uh, and do things the way I choose to do things. Um, I've seen growth within myself and change within myself by me doing this podcasting thing because I'm very shy by nature. People have heard me say that. But when you're listening to me on the podcast, you probably wouldn't think that. But in person, I'm very, very shy, you know, very bashful. Um, but I have grown and have been able to come out of my shell a little more than usual. So for that, I thank you. Um, but it's very easy and it's for you guys. You can get on here. You can do sports. You can do movies. You can do whatever you want to. On the podcast, if you choose to create and put your voice out there, all you have to do is download Anchor.fm. You can go to the Apple App Store, Google Play Store, or you can go over to the web at Anchor.fm slash start and start creating your own podcast and share and share with me and maybe we can co host and Maybe you can go over to the She Said, He Said, They Said podcast with me and Mr. E, and you can be a part of the host, I mean the guest on there, or we can be the guest on your show, or whatever. So, yeah, let's get started. FM, you guys, slash start. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. Free, 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 free. F-R-E-E-D. It's free. Go cop it. You guys, it is Sunday, and I am just blessed to be able to see another day. Um, I haven't been here on a few days because I've been having a lot going on doctor's appointments, cousins, best friend, son's graduation from ULL, and criminal justice. Yes, honey, Marlon Trayvon Hawkins, congratulations! Um, he's just an amazing kid. You know what I mean? Like, he's one of those kids that he just touches people. And, like, he met, have been a part of so many people's lives. And now the graduation has come, like, they were crying. They were, like, upset that, like, you're graduating. You better stay in touch with me. It was just really warm and um, very touching to, to see and experience it because it was almost like when my daughter when she was leaving from her friends and how emotional they was and things of that nature. It just made me like, you know, like I didn't have that, you know, like even with family, you know, when you're moving, you're not going to be able to be around your family every day. You're not going to be able to see them and you're like, oh my God, I'm not going to be around my family. I didn't, I didn't have that. It was more of, I have to change and distant myself and Reevaluate me mentally and emotionally so that I'm able to continue to move physically because everything that was going on me mentally and emotionally it started affecting me physically. So I had to re change how I did things. And it was more of, I have to distance myself. Like, if I go to church and I see your church, great, but I can't keep coming. I can't keep trying, forcing because at that point, that's what I felt like I was doing. Like, I was forcing myself. To be a part of people's lives that didn't want to be a part of my lives. And trying to force people to love me that didn't want to love me. And so it was hard. And it was very emotional. And it was times where I was very, very depressed. I didn't even want to get out of bed. But I had to because people were dependent on me. So it's like, get your shit together. Because nobody's going to fix this for you. You're going to have to fix it for yourself. And you're better than that. You can't make people love you. Because that's not really love. Get it together. And that's what I had to do. And do it still bother me to this day? Yeah. You know, but I know that the decision that I made was the best decision for me. And I don't regret it. And the actions that family members have taken thus far have proved to me that I made the right decision. Rather, they are aware that they were they played a part in me coming to that realization and coming to that acceptance and making those decisions. Their actions today reaffirm that you made the right decision. So if there were doubts, they made sure that those doubts were erased just by their actions, but it's all good. Anyway, this has been, feels like a very long weekend. It, it feels like that. Um, I was supposed to go to the doctor on that Friday, and that was canceled, and I didn't realize it was canceled until we were in, actually, I had came back from from Lafayette before I found out that the appointment was canceled, so that was the thing. I was kind of flustered and frustrated about it, but then I'm like, you're flustered and you're frustrated about something you can't control, so what are you doing? You need to get it together. Like, girl, are you losing your mind or something? You didn't cancel the appointment. They did. So suck it up and move on. So, And then one appointment was changed to Saturday, which normally we used to do Saturdays because the doctor was so busy. And the doctor would go to New Orleans and Baton Rouge. So we used to do Saturdays like a long time ago. And then they had stopped. And so when they were like, they were moving it to Saturday, I was like, okay, cool. And then it was like 3 o'clock. I was like, what? But I didn't question it. Um, But everything they had to do, like, we were literally the last maybe two or three patients to leave that clinic. And when we left, it was was dark. I was like, uh uh-uh. This isn't cool. Like, it was getting dark. Well, no, it was dark. It's like, it's you know what I'm saying? So, it was really annoying. But you know what really annoyed me even more was people were calling me while we were at that appointment. The thing said, turn your phone off. I couldn't turn my phone off because, of course, I have responsibilities. So, I had to make sure my phone was available in case of something went wrong. Which I explained that to them and they were okay with it. But people were calling and they wanted me to answer to them. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, who are you? To get mad with me and have an attitude with me because I'm not answering the phone. And that's when you realize who people really are. Although you want to, although they've already shown themselves to you, but you keep giving them that benefit of the doubt. And then things like this happen and then you're like, mm, maybe I'm just frustrated because I'm not answering. They know that I have stuff that I have to take care of. So eventually they're going to realize, okay, well, they're not answering because of this. You know what I mean? But then you realize, like, two and three hours later, they didn't even care. Like, they were like, wow, what's calling you for, like, two and three hours, and you just didn't answer the phone? Well, I made it very clear to you that if we were doing what I think we normally would do at this doctor's appointment, we were going to be here a while. Um, yeah, so, come on. And then another reason why they made it that Saturday, because the last this doctor would not be back in this clinic for almost three weeks, maybe longer because they're going on vacation, him and his family. So I'm like... But the fact that people are so selfish and so self-centered where they think that everything involves revolves around them really annoys me because I don't do that to them. Even if something doesn't fare right to me or even if I'm like, I'm calling, you can at least answer the phone, I at least give them the benefit of the doubt to explain or at least say... Well, I'm still at the doctor's appointment, or I got this going on, or I got company. And even though it may not sit right with me, I eventually have to process. You know you're mad with somebody because they didn't answer the phone, and now you know why, and you're still mad. What is wrong with you? That's what I do with myself. And sometimes it takes me a little bit longer to like get in contact with reality, like you're being selfish. Sometimes it's easy. But it's through other people that I have been able to kind of stay ahead of myself or kind of like be on myself about my actions and the way I go about doing things and the way I process and I look at people with things because I know that it's not fair and I know that it's wrong to be selfish and I realize like with family, and friends and things of that nature, that's why so many marriages and so many friendships and so much family relationships are so damaged and end up being destroyed because people are selfish. And what's even worse is when a person can't even recognize that they're selfish. You know what I mean? It's like, someone I know was like they didn't trust this person because of how things looked. Not that they were cheating. Not that they were lying. Not that they didn't care about how they felt. Not because they were neglecting how they feel. Or anything like that. It was because there were different incidents randomly, not like every day or every week. More of coincidental that you that person took and used that against the person that they were in a relationship with. And see, that to me is weak. I can't stand that. It's like a it's like a man or a woman want to justify why they are controlling. Or why they are selfish. And they they have created this thing where I have a right to be this way. I have a right to feel this way, so this is why I'm doing that. And then when they do that, they don't see that that issues that they've created. Those, you know what I'm saying? They don't see how they have done things with... Um, Whoever it is in their lives to like cause them to be, you could say defensive, but I don't look at it as defensive because defensive is is well, you. Well, I'm just that's defensive. But if a person's like, wow, okay, I didn't see that coming. Um, I had company, so and if you know that this about me, you know I don't like talking on the phone while people's here. And then what they do is they'll call or something like that to let the person know I'm not ignoring you. I see that you called. We just have company here, and you still have a problem. You still mad. You still feel justified with your actions because you called at a time. Now I don't know because I think the when they the first or the second they they claim they called more than one time is what was told. But they didn't get the the calls or anything like that. So they don't know if they called or if they didn't call. So they didn't say, well, they didn't. But supposedly the time in which they called, they were still at the doctor. And she was like, and she mentioned that. And they were like, you had to drive from the doctor. And you had to drive and get home. And you had to do this and you had to do that. And she was like, what? Really? And although she was like, I probably should have if that was the way I was thinking. But she was like, I, I I never looked at them like that. And I was like, even when they have came across to me in certain situations as controlling and selfish, I always try to justify why they came across that way. And so she was like, I didn't think of them that way because honestly, I didn't want to think of them that way. Because if I thought of them that way, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with them. That's going to pull me away from them. I'm not going to want to be friends with them. I'm not going to want them in my space. I'm not going to want to be in their space. I'm not going to want to know them because they have been in that situation where a person was controlling and a person felt like they had the right to dictate how and where and why they do things. And it got to the point where they didn't even know themselves And, you know, she was like, and I've expressed it to this person numerous of times. So it's like, why would you want to put me in that situation and have me go through that again? When I explained to you how emotionally damaged I was going through that process of trying to be mindful and respectful of someone else's feelings without constantly compromising who I am as a person. And basically you're telling me compromise who you are to feed my ego. And that doesn't work for me anymore. If I do that, I already know what's going to happen. I'm going to end up hating them. And they're going to end up hating me. And they're a good person. So I don't want to do that. So, you know, it's just like I, I tried to explain that to them yet again. But I'm just at the point where I just don't know what to do anymore. And they were asking me for my opinion. I can't give them an opinion because I know how it felt for me. And the way I went about doing things is totally different from what they really want to do and so you're asking for a person's opinion but when you're asking for a person's opinion you're really not some people are not prepared and ready for the answer that they're getting to even take an action so it's really just them being frustrated and expressing that frustration because if you are really being honest with yourself and you've been down this road before you already know what you need to do But sometimes when you're in love with a person and you know a person is a really good person, but it may be situations or it may be circumstances that kind of complicate things. So you kind of be more sympathetic to that other person. Mm -hmm. But at some point, it gets to the point where if you're constantly sympathetic and understanding to somebody else's feelings and somebody else's um thought process of things and they're not understanding and sympathetic to you and respecting and understanding that I'm doing this for you. At what point are you going to figure that out and going to be like, Oh wow, I love this person too much to keep pushing this on them. I don't want them to change who they are because if this is who they are when I met them and I love them being this person, why is it fair for me to want them to change into what I think they should be or what I think they should do, because that worked for me, rather than having a conversation of y'all coming to an a understanding or a solution or as to, well, I don't want you to do this because this does this. But if you can't reach me, and you know you can't talk to me, or if I can't reach you and I can't talk to you, allow each other the opportunity to say, well, this is why this. And you do have the option to accept it or not accept it. But if you don't accept it, you have to be willing to accept the fact that there's going to be consequences from that, from the other person. Because the other person may take it so personal to where they don't want to deal with you knowing that you don't trust them or you don't care how they feel or... It's just based off of how you feel because you're not receiving what they say. You have to be prepared for whatever the outcome is if you're not willing to respect or receive whatever they tell you. Because at the end of the day, you're in control of you and they're in control of themselves. You can't control how they feel or think and vice versa. But when you're in a partnership or you're in a relationship or even in family dynamics of relationships, you have to be mindful that... It's a give and take situation. So if they're giving you input, but you're not willing to take that input in a positive manner, it could, in your words, turn that person into a defensive mode to where this person's like, well, you know what? This is what I got to do for me because. I'm not going to keep doing this, 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 and that because of you, 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 you. And especially if you're looking at the full view picture of the circumstances and everything that y'all have been through, especially if that person has been more than understanding with your jish. If you've done stuff crazy, if it's been times where a person had not been able to get in contact with you, I don't care if in your mind I called them as soon as I could. They did the same thing. Or this doesn't always happen with me. It doesn't matter. It happened. So if anything had happened to have that other person frustrated or flustered or confused with why you handled things a certain way and they were understanding and considerate towards you or they found a way to get past it and not hold it against you, but you don't have to do it, don't get mad when the outcome is because of your actions. And just be, just be willing to accept the fact that uh, that could have played a part in tearing up whatever relationship you have. Period. You know, we are our own worst critic. Because, and this is how you know when you have some jish going on with you that you need to deal with. When anything Reminds you of something that have happened. Whether it's a week or two weeks or whatever. And. It's not even a big deal. But you've turned it into a big deal. And you haven't acknowledged that. You know what maybe I overreacted. And you stand firm in the fact that. Well they should have done this. Or they could have done that. Or why they didn't do that. Because they were doing this. And you're that adamant. About controlling a situation or controlling a person, and you feel like nothing is wrong with that situation, you you got some jish going on that you need to get in contact with, that you need to figure out how to work through, how to fix it, how to mend it. Because that, that is a clear sign that you're insecure, and you have a jealousy and a trust issue. And those are the top things that's going to destroy any relationship, any friendship, and any family dynamic of a relationship that there is. You can't have a relationship prosper and grow if you have those issues going on with you and you inflict it onto the other person and expect that other person to just keep coping, keep taking, keep accepting, keep forgiving, keep giving in, keep apologizing for your jish. No, no. That's just like when a person constantly cheat. That person isn't cheating because... You're not a good woman or you're not pretty enough or sexy enough or you're not a good husband or you're not handsome enough. You're not a provider. No, the person is cheating because of that person, that individual thought process. Rather, they insecure, they are looking for something, they're not happy with themselves or whatever. It's that person it has nothing to do with with the partner, it has nothing to do with the significant other. That's on them. So they have to figure out, like, what's going on? Why are you doing this? What's the problem? And you have two solutions. You can go to your partner and say, hey, I feel like I want to cheat. Or I feel like I'm not fulfilled in this relationship. And y'all can have a conversation and figure out how you're going to work on it. Or decide that this isn't working for me and I need to go. I'd rather know the truth. I don't care how much it hurts me. And if it hurts me, I'm probably going to be mad. You know what I mean? I'm probably going to feel some type of way. But I want the truth. I don't want anybody to to cancel anything from me. I don't care if I get mad because the truth hurts. I want to know so that I can process it. Don't tell me you trust me when you don't. Don't tell me you love me when you don't. I don't want that. I don't want nobody to band-aid my feelings or my egos because I can take care of that myself. So don't do that. Tell me the truth. Let me receive it. But I just know 2018... That women have gotten a bad rep of being cold and being standoffish and they trying to act like a man. Well, they trying to act like a man because a man treats them like a man. A man doesn't want a woman to be soft and understanding and patient and loving. No, they want to run over a woman. They want to tell a woman how she posts to think and how, you know, this is wrong. And, oh, you hanging out with your girls, but you couldn't check in with me. Well, what's the point of me going out with my girls if I got to check in with you and let you know where I'm going when I already told you where I was going? If I got to do that, I could stay at home. If a woman is telling you I got this, 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 and that to do, or whatever. Or I got something to do. And I don't know exactly how long it's going to take. It's going to be a long process or whatever. might be. Soon as I'm not. Soon as I'm unfree. I'll let you know. Or I'll reach out to you or whatever. And you don't receive it. That's not on her boo. That's on you. That means you got to figure out what's going on with you. And you got to ask yourself, is it that I don't trust this woman or I don't trust this man? I don't don't feel secure in this relationship. And then if either of those is I don't trust them, I don't feel secure, then you need to ask yourself, do I need to step away and fix me? Or express to that person, hey, this is what I'm feeling. And then both of y'all come to understanding that this isn't working. Because when you have a good friendship with a person, a lot of people don't want to lose that friendship. So they keep holding on thinking that that friendship is going to continue to grow. Well, once you start having issues in a relationship that's based off of a friendship, you're going to start damaging that friendship anyway. Period. So rather you want to hold on to that friendship and you don't want to let that friendship go, but you want to get rid of that relationship, it's still a process. And it starts with honesty. And it starts with yourself and figuring out your own jish and not inflicting your jish on someone else and making your jish someone else's problem. Get into it, people. Get it together. Yo, Anita. Talk the talk with Anita. I hope I said that right. I always, <laughs> girl, you got such a complicated title. <laughs> but yo, check it out. I'm just checking in with you. And I love to see my sisters doing that thing on this. I am so proud of y'all. All of y'all. Um, You, Guru Lupus Warrior, Jojo, you know what I'm saying? There's so many sisters on here that are doing their thing. And I have not checked in with you for a while, but I appreciate your support. And you know I check you out when I can. I just called to say, hey, look, listen, continue to do your thing. You know what I'm saying? When I started Anchor like a year ago, I had no idea what I was doing. Just like now. <laughs> I'm just pushing buttons. But once again, thank you so very much for your support. All right. Peace. That's Mr. Cybershots. When I first got on Anchor, you guys, him, um, Cybershots and Capone and the One and Only were the main podcasting on Anchor.fm that I was listening to. Through them. I started listening to other people like Black Girl Experience, Jojo Ray, The Guru. Like I started Red Sable. I started listening, hearing those people by listening to their podcast. And I also learned by by them, especially Cybershots and Anne Capone. I'm going to be honest with you. They were doing their podcast totally different from everybody else. The one and only seemed like he was just so professional, like he had been around. And, you know, he was just so unique and so skilled at it to where I could have felt intimidated, but I'm like, no, because I'm not easily intimidated. I've never been easily intimidated by anything. Although I, like I've said, I've struggled with insecurities and self-esteem issues, but I never felt intimidated at doing things my way because I've never tried to do what other people did. I never wanted to fall in line like other people. And I think that's always how I was able to be my own individual Authentic self, and I've would come across as nonchalant. I don't care, da da da, because of that approach that I took. I never had a problem with complimenting women. I never had a problem with wanting women to be good and to work together and all that stuff. Uh, I never got a lot of negativity from women, sort of say, but I never got a lot of welcoming either. If I'm like. Uh, dress chilled, relax, or I'm in my work clothes or something like that. Women will, hey girl, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. But if I'm dressed up, then that's when you get the stank face. I'm like, why can't I get the same energy when I'm just in my scrubs and I'm just looking regular? Although, I look good when I'm regular, but I'm looking damn good when I'm dressed up. You know what I mean? But I don't get that same energy. And even with that, it never bothered me because I know that that's not something that I'm portraying to you. That's just something that you're dealing with with yourself. And although I felt that way about me, I never felt like you're better than me. You know what I mean? Or you got what I want. I've looked at women's lives in certain situations and I'm listening to the things that they've said and how they roll, how they move, how easy or not easy things was. And sometimes it made me question like the way I was moving. Am I moving too fast? Should I slow down? Should I be a little bit more soft? Or, you know, it made me question certain things about myself in that aspect, but never like, girl, let me go find me three dudes. Girl, let me go get a dev-. Never none of that. But it did make me question myself as a woman and things of that nature. But when I was listening to Ann Capone and Cybershots, because Cybershots was into different music, played a guitar, things of that nature. And I would listen to it, you know, how he would do his podcast. And sometimes his podcast was regarding um, the conversation. And I think the the guy that used to be on his podcast at one time was named The Professor. I think that was his name. And they played the guitar and things of that nature. So it was like... It was just different. You know what I mean? It was like there's no certain way to be on your podcast. Um, with and Capone, he would always do, thank you for being a fan. You know what I mean? Travel down the road and back again. You know, and I love that. He's the singer. So I, I love that. And then he would critique or he would be watching a TV show and he would. You know, it was just different. You know what I mean? Black girl experiences, she was just raw. She was just in your face. She was just out there. And it was just like, you know, I am not that B type of a personality. And it was totally different from me. But I liked listening to her. I loved and enjoyed listening to her. Black Sable and the Guru, you know, they were more of an inspirational or, you know, they would kind of guide you into mental health and things of that nature. And so it was just very, It just, I learned so much through by all of them jojo ray is like killer crazy like the girl next door although she says she's a leo and she's just not like Taurus, she would definitely love me and she would definitely vibe with me because i'm not your typical taurus i'm just saying i am stubborn stubborn as hell <laughs> i won't admit that in person i am stubborn but she would definitely vibe with me but i love jojo ray i just love the rawness and the realness and the keep it real type of you know, type of advice, but not really advice type of a podcast that she does. And she was like, you want to know what burns my biscuits? I told her I stole it from her because I do like, you know, sometimes I find myself saying that when I get to know it. But anyway, um, thank you. Basically is what I'm trying to say, Mr. Cybershots. Thank you for coming over and even listening to my podcast. It means a lot to me. Um, I have been getting comments like that and I normally don't um, play them. And the one reason was every time I would try to add them to my segment, it would cut off for me. So I just got frustrated and I just was like, I'm not doing this, blah, blah, blah. But thank you so much. I appreciate it. I, I listen to Cyber Shots, I listen to Anc Capone, the one and only with the fried Oreo. You know, I, I like, it's so many podcasters that's a part of anchor.fm slash start. That played a part in me continuing to grow. There were times where people, I was getting negative energy from people that was discouraging to me. And then when you're getting it from family members, that was like, well, you shouldn't do that. You should be putting your business out there. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, what business did I put out there exactly? You know, like I kept it real that I do that when I'm not on the podcast. You know what I mean? So they were like, be you. You know what I mean? Like, Just be true to yourself and do it the way you feel comfortable doing it. And don't try to do it something that's not authentic to you because it's going to show itself. And I totally agree with that. So I thank you, CyberShots. Like, it it means a lot to me. Like, lately, I've been trying to catch up with a lot of other podcasters that I haven't hardly been listening to. Um, But the last few days, you guys, I have been non-existent. Like I told you, I've been busy. Doctor's appointment. went to my cousin's graduation. Um, His graduation party is today This afternoon So I'm trying to get myself together Take care of some errands And go take care of that to do that um, So it's just been a lot School, I had to finish school Final exam and things of that nature And so I've been stressing out about that Putting in applications Just different things And it's just been like a lot But Even with that I've still been able to push through and keep going and like, um, the person that I was talking about earlier, um, that's how the conversation came up with me and her. And I started rambling on about, you know, relationships and caring about other people's feelings and not just making it about yours. But, um, I, I, I'll get back to that. But again, Cyber Shots, thank you so, so much. You guys, anchor.fm slash start is where you go to, to start your podcast, um, it would be a year that I've been doing podcasting in January, I think. January, yeah. I'm not exactly sure of the date, so I gotta look that up. But it, it'll be a year. And out of 12 months, I think maybe four months, I may have gotten a little bit good at doing the podcast or better at doing the podcast. And sometimes I'm still like, what, where the button it? Like, what do I do? How do I go back? What? So, I'm still learning. I'm still growing like Mr. Cybershots. But Y'all guys can come over to the Google Play Apple app. You can go over to the web at anchor.fm slash start, download, hit that start button, create you a podcast, and voila, you'll be a part of our family. You'll be able to connect with us and thousands of other people that's a part of this podcast and you'll be able to grow put your voice out there and anchor now has a sponsorship so they set you up with a sponsor to brand a brand to sponsor your podcast so that's even better that's a win-win you're not putting any money up you don't have to do anything amazing except for do your podcast and do your segments, do your episode publish 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 that's all you have to do Anchor.fm slash start, you guys. If you want a podcast, that's the way to go. Again, Cyber Shots, thank you so much. I appreciate you. And all the other amazing podcasters that I listen to, Anchor Capone, Jojo Ray, uh, Tennessee City Music, um, Cyber Shots. I said Cyber Shots, right? Yeah. Uh, the fried Oreo with the one and only Black Girl Experiences, especially Jojo Ray. Yes. DJ Holmes, although I haven't heard much from him lately, I still go back and listen to his old stuff. So <laughs> they just, just, that just just lets you know how much of a fan I am of his. Um, and there's this other guy, I can never think of his name. He's more of an inspirational speaker type of a thing, and he talks about different things. And I was just listening to him yesterday, and I can't even think of his name. Oh my God, he's a black guy. But anyway, there's just so many that I listen to. And. I just, I'm just proud to be a part of the FM family, and so you guys go, download, start, create, promote, publish, and let's get acquainted. All right, you guys. I was reading this article by, I think it's David Hooper, I think that's the name, off of medium.com, and he had um, an article about few words equals a better podcast, and On it he was saying something that he noticed a lot about podcasters that they they do is they confuse bulk with value and what he was saying was he think a long he said that podcasters think that a long episode provides more value to a listener than a short episode which is not true and I know with a lot of People that do long podcasts, they do that for a reason because uh, some of them don't record every day. So that's one reason why they do the long podcast as well. For me, I, I love to keep my podcast as short as possible, but I don't put a time frame on me so that I don't rush to try to get through things. And... I miss out on a point that I want to make, you know what I mean? Because some of the things that I do on my podcast, especially when I talk about Pacific things like um, toxic families and things of that nature, a lot of my stuff I write down on where I want to go with it, you know, try to keep in mind how I want to, you know, deliver it and things of that nature. So I try not to time it because if I rush through it, I know it's going to be something that I forgot um, But he was saying that the value happens when you get to the just straight to the point of what you're talking about. And you are able to provide listeners with the solutions to their problem, answers to their questions. or you you've gotten the entertainment podcasting a remedy for your boredom? See, this is the catch to his opinion of that. He's a comedian. <laughs> so. You know he does a, he does stand up. He's a stand up comedian. Um, he's been doing it for over twenty years. He's had plenty of stage time to you know, in my experience and in, 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 in his too, to figure out what works and what doesn't work when he's delivering his message. Um, and but he wanted to advise upcoming comics. That's working on stand-up routines to write their stuff tight. And when you're working with a comic, he literally goes through every single word of a joke. And he takes out all those unnecessary words so that the comic is able to get to the punchline and the laugh faster. Now, the result is that the comic is now able to deliver the same joke quicker than before. And you might ask why he feels that this is important. Because he said that stand-up sets are timed with new comics getting as little as three minutes on stage, which I knew that there were time, but I thought at least five minutes. But anyway, as little as three minutes on stage, fewer words per jokes mean a comic can deliver more jokes and it can get more laughs and they're allotted time. So he was like saying, like, don't be that guy. Rather, you're a girl or not a guy, he's just saying don't be that person. Um, He was just saying, like, when you write, y you, you know, is used to create your podcast episodes, and that's what he was saying about the po- podcast, and people's like, when you do your episode, um, people, he tried to do his episodes like with five episodes, he said he only made it through two, and that was because they were shorter. Those podcasters are mostly too long for him. He said two hours, 45 minutes for one, which is a long podcast if we're going to be technically honest. He said it would be okay if the content was engaging, but it wasn't. And it it feels lazy on his part. So he doesn't want to put the effort into making the content more succinct and less repetitive. Hearing, and he named the name, uh talk about whatever he gets old fast his ideas are great but he has trouble articulating his points in an entertaining fashion and he was saying like this show has no direction it was like listening to two guys hang out in a frat house and it's way too long for somebody who have made a career out of hacking things you know you, you think he, he'd he be better getting to the point his interviews were are okay but just listening to him down and on is awful uh he was saying what listeners want. even for me even if you're a podcaster has your name in his title it's not about you you know what i mean it's it's about your listeners so i agree with him on that and listeners want episodes that fit into their busy lives i agree with that too and what that means is we have to think about Time limits before we outline or write anything. It means we need to edit what isn't absolutely necessary from that outline. Before we record and after we record and edit the unnecessary content that we accidentally let slip through. I agree with that. But if your content is too long, listeners get exhausted. I do agree with that. I, you know, my thing is, is that when it's certain context of certain things, if a listener isn't interested in that topic anyway, they're not going to listen to it. Even if it's short, they're not going to listen to it. I'm being honest. I'm like that. Um and I you know it is true that you won't make fans if you're wearing them down with long episodes. I agree with that. You know, we you, we can make fans by being deliberate and in the content that we create and we get to getting to the point. The thing is as an adult when you're talking about serious um issues, you know like real deep topics why would we want to get straight to that point? You know what I mean you know if it's things that which we a person may think that what we're talking about they can relate, they know for sure and we can give like some type of example or we can try to explain a little bit more of where we. This was created, and how we came up with that solution, or did we come up with the solution by ourselves, or we somebody that just go off of me and I me and I or do, or are we someone that goes out and research and talk to other people and gets other people insight as well to where we don 't feel like we 're smarter than everybody else because that 's the type of person I am I like to ask other people 's opinion, I like to read. You know what I mean before I just make a suggestion on what's what, because sometimes my view on things is not as cut as dry as everybody else's, so that's the thing that comes with that and then there were they were also talking about this how middle American cities are creating their own podcast movement or or whatever um And everybody's doing podcasting, you know, because when you're listening to podcasts, it's just always like a hobby of a lot of people, including mine. Like, I love to listen to podcasting, but it's certain podcasting, not every podcast that I like like to listen to. Um, I just, you know, if you you create a podcast with the intent of just making lots of money with no big brand that's going to pay you top dollars or pay you money up front, You're in trouble. So don't get into the podcasting world thinking that that's what's going to happen. But the point of what I'm making is, is when, when people were, when he was talking about this, I was like, I'm so tired of other podcasters, rather than comedian, rather they're talking about sex, rather they're talking about, uh, blogs or rather they are, you know, critiquing a movie or whatever. I always feel the need to tell someone else about what they need to do or what they got going on. You know, it's different when you say, suggesting that you shorten your podcast or your episode shouldn't be that long all the time or things of that nature. Um, When you're building an audience from scratch, In a country where most people have never heard of podcasting and things of that nature, um, there's different paths that, you know, to those audience growth, creative freedom. And these people have like $170 CPM, right? Now, the strategy is not without social risks, but it works. And it's also a way to bring new ears to podcasting. And that's what's important. Um, Podcasting is at a crossroads today because... You know the content is you know everybody produced, and the number of listeners is leveling out. you know many podcasters have responded to by turning inwards and focusing their marketing on people who already listen to podcasts and that sounds business logic is- you know I suppose, but it's it's a zero sum type of a game you know the end result is an advertising arms race targeting a fixed pool of listeners and it's where a show reaches is determined by its marketing budget right there will be the end of independent podcasting if you take that route but the good news is that you're attracting new listeners to podcasting is actually far more profitable than competing with everyone else for the attention of existing listeners but before they went on explaining all of that um they went on talking about the podcasting nation, how Japan is not a podcasting nation, and that most of the podcastings are recycled radio produced by major media companies, which is true. The good independent shows, um, Existence, but you need to look for them, and as far as they know, they are the first people to earn most of their income from podcasting and to make enough to live well in the Japan area, so they were glad they didn't know how much work it was going to be before they actually started, or else they wouldn't have started it you know um but they did this little write up about how not to grow a podcast, you because know? they were saying like their audience rose steadily each month and after about six months they had 400 listeners and at that point they decided to invest in improving their show but most of their common sense approaches they tried each had no efforts on um or actual backfire you know they rented a studio for to improve their production quality but it made their guests very uncomfortable and most simply they could not relax in the unfamiliar environment and spent the whole interview looking at their mic rather than at, at the at the person. Um they they tried it with three different guests and it didn't get a single single usable conversation. They gave up on that studio, started going to their office and using a pair of small label mics. Um, I'm sorry, lapel um, mics. The sound quality was lower, but after a few seconds, the guests forgot they were wearing them and they could talk like two human beings. Showing up with beer also helped their guests relax and made the recording less an interview and more of a conversation. See, sacrificing. The the bit of a production quality for more personal, more honest conversation was one of the best decisions that they made that I think anybody should make when you're trying to do podcasting. Now, the marketing show proved more counterintuitive as well. None of the uh, foolproof technique everyone uses worked. For everybody, you know what I mean. It didn't work for them that was doing this podcasting in Japan. They had good results using social media advertising for some of their startups, but it was worthless for podcasting. So they poured money into multiple campaign strategies. They did the Facebook and the Twitter, and they saw no perceptible increase in their listeners. They the the, the platforms reported lots of engagement, but there was no significant difference in the site's visits or downloads between the episodes. Um, they advertise, you know, and, and did. So appearing on other podcasts is supposed to be a great way to grow your audience, right? But it it, it don't work for everybody. It didn't work for me because I was on other people's podcasts that people don't know that I was on. And um, it wasn't even on Anchor, but it was supposed to lead to other, you know, people on minds, and it didn't. Um, I enjoy the conversations and I, you know, had with, with the podcast host and, um, my appearance never resulted in any noticeable bumps in the listeners. Although there were plenty that was commenting and critiquing that, oh, she's pretty. Oh, she has a nice dimple, blah, blah, blah. You should have got her to stand up and blah, blah, blah. But none of that made them like, let me go over and assign, you know, none of that. So anyway, the techniques do not work for many podcasters and and, but it may work for you but it doesn't work for everybody but they clearly were not working for me and it didn't work for the this guy that was talking about the podcast that they were creating in japan and then they finally realized why um they said disrupting japan was addressing a very small niche innovation in japan and there were simply not enough existing podcast listeners that were interested in listening to podcasts. And they would have to build an audience from scratch and bring new listeners to the platform. Um, they also talked about what really worked, at least for them. And they said that the way they grew their audience was the via interactions online. That meant finding the handful of Facebook and link groups interested in, in Japanese startups and then joining the discussion. And most groups welcome um, their contribution and however their offline efforts made the biggest impact too because they sought out any events or, or seminar where they could speak about uh, Japanese startups and innovation and every time they spoke they saw small uptick in listeners and small subscriptions now the email list turned out to be more important than they expected for two reasons first they casually survey indicate that about 25% of their fans were not subscribing to the podcast but going to the site and listening from the browser or simply just reading the transcript. Second, people were more comfortable engaging over mail. And even today, if we're going to be honest, when episodes is released, one or two people may comment at the site, but all but around 20 will reply to the email announcements. Um disrupting japan fans were and still are extremely engaged guests received significant positive feedback about their parents and their fans occasionally mentioned that disrupting japan was the first podcast they had ever listened to um and it started uh from september of 2015 was the show's first anniversary and 120 people paid a 20 dollars cover to watch the live podcast and to meet each other um in May of 2016, the startup was building, blew up at that point. Disrupting Japan had about 3,500 listeners. Three friends urged them to try podcasting for a living, had no better option, so they gave it a try. And now they have a media company. So that's how, it, you know, things were created. The point I'm making is everybody can sit back and tell someone what's best for them, what works for them. You should do this and not do that. People are doing podcasting, but they're not really podcasting. Uh, I don't really care about this part of podcasting, but I care about that part of podcasting. That's for you. You know, I'm not going to get on here and tell someone, well, you shouldn't podcast like that. You should, Especially when I don't know what the shit I'm doing. You know what I mean? And just because I like what I do and I enjoy what I'm doing, and I have a good bit of listeners that listen and support and send me emails and things of that nature, that doesn't mean that they agree with everything that I say. Because I get comments all the time that tells me... I can't believe that you think that way. I can't believe that you said that. So, I'm just saying, like, I really wish that podcasters or people, uh, you know, that's making lots of money off of podcasting would stop trying to make, um, what's the right word, make them what they do or how they do it so much better than everybody else. Like the way they do their podcast, it's guaranteed for you because it worked like this for me. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Let me do me, 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 my way. And you do you, 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 your way. Give suggestions, put it out there, offer it. And remember to say, this worked for me. This is how it worked for me. This is the mistakes that I made so I didn't do that I stopped doing that and I did it this way. I respect that more. I take that better. Um cuz I don't look at it as you being cocky or arrogant. And if I like your podcast and you keep coming that way with you need to do this and stop doing that and that, that's going to stop me. I'm I'm going to unsubscribe to your shit and I'm not listening to you anymore. And again, these are my opinions on what I think we as individuals need to stop inflicting our opinions, our views, our feelings, our hurt, our jish onto someone else. You know, give a suggestion or opinion and allow someone to take it, receive it or not, and go from there. Period. That's easy. All right, I'm getting ready to get off. But before I get off, I wanted to give my condolences to the legendary song stylist, Miss Nancy Wilson. Who died at 81 years old. She was the award-winning singer who lent her vocal instrument out to the world for over five decades. She died at the age of 81 again. Um, Wilson's publicist confirmed that the iconic singer died at home in Pioneertown, California on Thursday, following a long illness. a specific cause of death hasn't been disclosed, so we're not specifically sure. She was born on February the 20th, 1937, in Chilcote, Ohio, and began her singing journey in church after winning a talent contest in high school. Wilson toured Ohio and later moved to New York at the recommendation of Julian Edward, Cannonball, Um Adler. She would later record several prominent albums with her acclaimed jazz alto saxophonist with notable songs such as guess who i saw today face it girl is over you don't know how glad i am the things we did last summer and he's my guy wilson firmly inched her place in music history as an undeniable talent she won three grammys and charted on the billboard top 20 in fact you guys the songstress was once known as one of the best sellers at Capitol records next to the beatles didn't know that huh in 2004, she was awarded a Jazz Master's Fellowship for Lifetime Achievement by the National Endowment for the Arts and a biographical guide to the great jazz and pop singers. Jazz historian and critic Will Friedwald described Wilson as one of the most important vocalists to come along after these three genres, pop, jazz, and blues, were codified and moved freely among them. though primarily... Though, primarily known as a jazz singer, Wilson actually resisted the label, preferring the term song stylist. Um, that's her essence. She told the publication at the time to weave words to be dramatic. A woman of many talents, Wilson also embarked on television, film, and radio career, appearing in Hawaii 5 Mirror Man, and hosting the NPR's Jazz Profile Series for several years, you guys. She's also become, became one of the first black sportswomen in national commercials ads, representing brands such as Thunderbird Wine and Campbell Soup. Additionally to it, Wilson was an activist during the Civil Rights era and participated in the famed Stelman March in 1965. Furthermore, she used her notary to champagne Champion causes such as literacy and education for low income black children, prenatal care, breast care screening, and AIDS awareness. Now, after making her mark as a master of utilizing her powerful. Um, Christina to invoke emotions through her torch songs. Wilson had retired from touring back in 2011. She was married twice. Wilson was survived by her son, Casey Dennis, daughter, Samantha Burton and Cheryl Burton and five grandchildren. And according to Wilson's family statement, there will be no funeral service. Instead, a celebration of her life will be likely be held during her birth month of February. Um, they did a personal tribute to Miss Wilson. It was simple and it was heartfelt. Um, they said I vividly remember the day I found out she wasn't the original singer of "I Can't Make It," can't make you love me, realizing that it was in fact a Bonnie Wright. Though my crazy, affinado, affinado mother Wilson's m- music raised me, and I don't know a day without her voice, and I certainly never will. Rest in peace, Miss Nancy Wilson. Um, you definitely will be missed. Um, I'm just glad that there's no more suffering. Um, it's it's just... You know, it's so many um, beautiful people that, you know, go on to... <sighs> we forget about them, you know? And I don't want to say literally in a literal sense, but we don't think about everything that they've done and all the marks that they've made on this, on this world. But for you, Ms. Nancy Wilson to your family, and your friends, and everybody whose like you touched my condolences, and I will keep you guys in my prayers, and that's it, you guys. Continue to stay true to yourself. Keep pushing to be better every day than what you were the day before. Remember to let your, your family and friends know that you love them today, because tomorrow is not promised to any of us. I know when we go through things relationships even with regular family dy- dynamics of things that sometimes it's hard and sometimes we tend to lose ourselves for trying to be in those relationships and sometimes we feel like if we give in we're giving people power and I'm not saying that we should do this all the time but sometimes we have to learn to pick our battles sometimes sometimes The war that we pick isn't even a war with anyone other than ourselves. And once we recognize that we're at war at our own self and not the person that loves us, I think we're able to build and grow better relationships with our our loved ones and our husbands and our wives and girlfriends, bar friends, best friends and whomever. Instead of pushing them away and creating bigger gaps, you know. Um, Life itself is hard, so we shouldn't be creating more, you know, problems you know in our lives so just stay true to yourself and allow God to be God and um, when they go low we go highlight at the former first lady and until next time on talk to talk with your girl Anita need to love to hate to hate remember you guys you can go over to Spotify Spreaker Breaker, Pocket Cast and download or subscribe to talk to talk with a love to hate to hate or you can go over to the she said he said they said podcast with myself and Mr. Ian listen to us and subscribe to us you can also email Anita Love to Hate to Hate at gmail.com. That's Anita Love, the number to hate, the number to hate at gmail.com. Any questions, any comments, anything you want to hear on my podcast, you can email it in. Also, come over hit that listener support button. And until next time, you guys, thank you. I appreciate you. Peace. All right, you guys. The easiest way to make a podcast ever, create, host, unlimited episodes for free. You can distribute it everywhere and from anywhere with just one click from your phone. Easily make money from your listeners or from brands. And you can call, go over and do it. You want to know how? Anchor.fm slash start. You can download it on the Apple Store or you can get it on the Google Play Store. Or you can go over to the web and download it from Anchor.fm slash start. Apple of the day. Apple's Apple Store. It has these. It's a great app, you guys. It is a great app. Um, So if you're looking to start a podcast and you don't even know where to start, Anchor is what you need to download and where you need to start. It's literally that freaking easy. That easy. Um, So go over Apple App, Google App Play, or you can go over to the web and download it at anchor.fm/.start. There's unlimited free hosting. They don't believe in charging. One-click distribution. You can do it from your phone. Monetizing your podcast. You can pay for your plays by by beloved brands that will match you with your show. And Anchor does that. You can podcast with your friends. It's straightforward and analytic. You can see at a glance how your podcasting episodes are doing over time. So you can understand and grow your audience as you choose. You can record from anywhere. Anchor has a mobile app ipad app and desktop platform make it easy to capture audio anywhere anytime so if you're ready to make your podcast it's 100 percent free get started go to apple i mean anchor.fm slash start and get started